Coast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts, I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you all for coming tonight. Great crowd here tonight. We're really pleased to be here with our friend, Mr. Greg Willard, who actually is... Uh, his show is often just the hour before ours on WRT 89.9 here in Madison. So you get to listen to this. So you're in for a treat here tonight. Mr. Greg Willard. Thank you very much. Chris and Mary. Um, yeah, my show is uh, just before Mantos Live on the th third, fourth, and fifth Friday from 11 to 12 midnight. And it's called Fiction Jones. I read my fiction. And uh, tonight we have the advantage of a live audience, so I want to show you some of my drawings that go with the secret stunt woman. The secret stunt woman's ability, take the fall, do the fall and things. Things in a rubbery long skirt. It's stretched out by her legs. They operate double joints. They stretch skirt shapes into upside down cowls of monks. Oh! <laughs> okay, let's go back. So this is kind of nice. You get to see the, um, the inner workings, the gears behind the screen, the awful reality of technology. And here, things in a rubbery long skirt. Or bells dangling in bell towers or the gabby mouths of proud thieves, as hanging on clappers, as tonsils like wrecking balls. A person being wrung in and wrung out of her. Braids tell the hour. Saying the SSW is shorter, showing a picture's worth of a thousand words. For a long time, if necessary. The picture could stay still, showing moves 10,000 words worth, a million words worth. So pictures, too. Those ones moving if run together, like Popeye and Olive Oil and Betty Boop. If she had a partner, I don't remember. The line of work that the secret stunt woman's precisely in. She is lines. Bean pole, olive oil, 1930s, Great Depression, tomboy, tom girl, girl, woman, 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 running through, running from, and from running with, whether that's others or herself. She's through clocks sometimes. Her sexuality, let's say, seven o'clock. 
As through clocks, this seven o'clock ability to take it now, her fall. Now, it is when right now doesn't know when or why or how the stunt is, she doesn't know. It is as a stand-in or body double. Sometimes she too scared to stand in for it. That is doing it. Like stand-up gone belly-up. Or springing to get out of her own way. As if who names her knows their own. As if entranced and entranced onto the stage. The stage a long bending limb, she crouching on the limb as cartoon as, to spring a gravity back snap. The body of her life, her stunts are your double. They stand in for herself as you. Hopped up, hipstered, out the rubbery long skirt again. Imagine a lady Mennonite or a lady Mormon gone to clip joint on double joints, the laces macaroni. Her fall guy falls off guy wire harnesses upon in a trap, prawns called in a sack. Not knowing of who she is or where she has come from or what the stunt's end game does. Certainly, certainly, she does. But for and in what movie or theatric or game, maybe the one in our sleep, playing sleepwalk ambient style right now, not knowing black or white we are putting out moves from, wrung out, plumb out of pieces. And I'll take a little break from the stunt girl sequence and um, talk a little bit about my writing or any other things you'd like to discuss tonight. Chris, do you have any questions? Why, yes. Well, well very good. <laughs> this, is, this is very cool. So on WRT, uh, you are obviously, you don't have the graphic element. You, can't, you don't have your... I didn't realize that you were a visual artist. Yeah, I, for many years I, I identified myself as primarily a visual artist that writes. And now... Yeah. Well, it's sort of like a writer that draws, yeah. so, you know. It's, it's a wonderful concept. He, uh, 11 o'clock on the particular, not the particular Fridays, mm -hmm. and uh, on WRT if you're in there, or you can also, also stream online, WORT-FM.org. But uh, the concept of reading your original, very fresh thing, so when we come in to do our show, it's neat to see these develop and to see these papers. And some of the stories I know you're almost... Uh, writing right? on you're, the spot. You're writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what am I going to do yeah. next week? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's Sometimes a great... That's I don't know that anybody's doing that sort of thing. Um, yeah. It's... Um, I think it's a good, a good concept for a radio program. And radio is such a great medium. It's, it's intimate and um, also just a perfect way to fulfill all my fantasies of being Orson Welles. <laughs> and... Um, you know, I don't know who else, Jose Saramago, and yeah. on and on and on. Um, and um, a lot of these pieces are developed on the radio as voice pieces, but then go on to another life as published stories. Okay. Um, this one hasn't been published, but 
uh, almost everything I read on air has some kind of uh, presence in print media or electronic media. Yeah. Oh, Ken Nordine. Yeah. Oh man, word jazz. Yeah. I used to listen to him when I was a kid, and um, uh, that was, it just blew me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, probably one of the big formative, you know, artists in my life. Yeah. 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 And you also compose the music that is the background to yeah, you. Yeah, that's been a real treat, too. Um, kind of for copyright purposes, I... I um, I decided last year that I really would like this work to be archived and podcast and, and go out into the world. And um, that means I can't use other people's stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thrown back on my own meager devices. And I sort of taught myself lots of you know, tricks with, with uh, SoundForge-type um, invented you know, sound music. I, I'm, I'm conflicted about whether to call it music, but um, it's sound stuff, and yeah. I love making it. Well, it's, in, it's interesting listening to, especially when, when you're on the air. It's that perfect time of night here in Madison, you know, at 11 o'clock, before, just before midnight, and we're driving, you know, it's, it's dark, and, uh, and it's, it's very... Um, it's kind of courageous, I think, because... To tune into Wart and, and you're playing the music and sometimes you'll let it run you for it might be for five minutes or more yeah but it really helps set up the segments of the reading and sometimes it's very like, is, is there something going on yeah and then you realize <laughs> there is and I think there's that element that people uh, we're, we're it totally pulls you in. Lives I'm, I'm pulled in by it completely yeah, yeah I kind of feel like I mean uh, everybody is so habituated to to, to the rhythms of um, mainstream media that why not somebody telling you a story that just stops yeah. telling you it for five or ten minutes you know it's like where did he go well I'm still there you know yeah but I come back yeah yeah, yeah. Should I, you would like to do another piece um, yeah I could give you a few more of these yeah. secret stunt woman uh, pieces um, like the secret stunt woman sampling sap. Sweet weep of wounded limb. The secret stunt woman swings Buster Keaton's break to the sap, for the sap. A poor running sap, a sapped sap. Shut your trap, honey. A trap snapped, branch cracked, it's dead, she's not. Yes, she will look in mirrors, if it's into her own. Looked at from the top of a tree, with her hair covering her face, could be just a bird's nest. Huh, a bird's nest. Catch her face, maybe a magpie's trace, fleet, tinsel, bit of eye, skino's nose meant for the slope, maybe. Jackdaw, draw. I knew I would get this. <laughs> Jack Daw Jaw of an off crazed glass. The secret stunt woman stunts upon dropping bombs. And that's the wrong picture. 
And that's the wrong picture, too, but that's okay. The secret stunt woman stunts upon dropping bombs. This is done while, ah, editing. Like I did just then. We cannot know the meaning of her darlings. Perhaps as we know her by way of stunts and falls, darlings are moves, bits, routines, gags, tumbles, pranks, prats gone flat. Maybe that's stand-in for something else, a stunted version of herself. Maybe just the autopilot that everyday life under control is until it isn't. Then what? Past the glass jaw. Sometimes it's as plain as poise between wishbone limbs. The usual is rarely granted the wish off the big broken bit. Or when just getting out of bed in the morning is the stunt. Just up and out. Some kind of stunt pulled every morning. The secret stunt woman being pulled every morning by a vacated bed. She rides the bucking bed tipped to a breath and then another. The secret stunt woman reflected in SSW shorthand busts short hands through the haunted hall of mirrors. Or you make a compact with these haunted ones. You're haunted in a haunted hall for all time. Her compact mirror in the trees, okay. Seeing how having her face held by one in a haunted hall mirror is the presentation of a problem. The issue of the haunt, the posing of a problem. Posing the problem, that you are not supposed to move out of, as in a life-drawing model who holds the pose to the teacher's don't break it call. Things posed while not breaking her pose in her body. Actually, the regular usual might be the opposite, like reading Secret Stunt Woman in a Mirror, Namau Tunut's Terses. Into the rabbit hole, too late to ask Alice. Not so hall of mirror that breaking glass or mirrors or things is not so stately a stunt status. It's just breaking things. Maybe a simple stunted stunt, like children drinking coffee have their growth stunted, or by smoking cigars. This is why midgets always smoke them, and flashbacks are always bad. or her stunting by early exposure to certain movies. The sound of the approaching train takes her to bridge on the River Kwai to blow. Surely she hasn't stopped growing, but the stunt is when maturity is out of shape, like a taffy or silly putty stunt most usually called crazy, silly, stupid, nutty, putty, 
ever culpable, as in the body double of the plastic face falling out the window into a mirror in out love. Sometimes the seem-to-be pranks played on someone for whom she is doubling have no original. The valentine she traces by the skid of a knuckle, a whoopy hand, backhoe flip to spike the road, a skid off it as just for the goddamn hell goddammit, eat my haunted mirror shards of it, would you? The stunt of hoops, of hulas, of bolas, links, chains, rinky-dink magic rings of key-ring Swiss army knife things, household devices after the hold on the house has been sawed through the limb she's on, plank-like walked, of whisk, filter, hammer, key of skeleton to unlock the closet of them, saw, miter, measure, goggles to implement detachment, leg left to stand on stunts. There are rope tricks, too. Shankshire knots fellowed and noosed by shipmates voyaging bonds we'd surely now label gay, even as the labels are not of a thing of her having. She has it tied up, no trick at all, but a grab at a ring in the air. Passage through as between not knowing when you hear not, if it is with string or frown. And books, read from a tower of them, as the secret stunt woman bootstraps herself up by the laces of her high-top all-stars, wearer of converse dervish, just fine high atop a 45 RPM babble of cannons. Like as cracks in the steps, shooting steam from jiggling breach. Like a DJ Dervish. 45 RPM again. Gone kablooey, gone turntabled, tables turned. Man, that spin. Watch that diz dits. Or that rat's ass gas mask that hoops skirts to masks for attacks of gas. Spilled over the stage as apparent fog machines spew. We got smoke. We got mirrors. We got joints doubled. We got doubles in trouble. We got three on a match and yowza a dance of 1,001 na hours. We got falls. And falls. And falls. 
and breaks and rests with an apple and blossoms tango capoeirid kicked and then clearing by lantern light another booby-trapped field in the dark. Thank you. Okay, I have a couple of other um, unrelated stories. These are really, really short, a um, couple of pages. This is called Lucid. She could be one of them. Matt nodded toward the end of the counter. A Japanese woman of indeterminate age with fuchsia hair and an aqua hoodie sat alone with a donut and coffee. Jake had never seen anyone eat a donut the way she did. From the outside surface moving in, turning it with each nibble until there was nothing but a perfect ring around the center. She placed it on the counter to study between sips of coffee. Matt whispered, she's here every Saturday morning. Orders coffee and a cake donut each time, always real careful not to bite the hole. Jake said, yeah? Matt leaned closer, talking low and fast. So let's say, let's just say that everybody and everything is a projection of extra-dimensional forces that interpret us in three dimensions, okay? And if we're all electromagnetic metaphors downloaded from quantum data streams compressed to infinity inside this sentient black hole that's dreaming us right now, then some people, just a few people, like that woman there, could be black, a black hole's version of a lucid dream, you know? Yeah. Which posits the donut batter as objective correlative for plasma crushed in a, in a torus of solenoid magnets, pressurized and accelerated until the nuclei fuse, right? Which of course makes her eating the donut a representation of a representation, like, like an avatar of a circular particle accelerator that is, in turn, a lower order non-sentient expression of their dreaming us into being, you know? Yeah. But, but what? But don't black holes eat matter and galaxies and stuff? Are they dreaming us up just to eat us? Like, you know, a chef imagining a new recipe for poached quailed eggs or something? Matt blinked. That's a complete distortion, Jake. I just don't get what they want. What they want? Jake, the question has no meaning. Even if it did, we'd be incapable of ever knowing the answer. The consciousness we're considering is infinitely more complex than ours. I mean, do you even ever know what your own consciousness wants, let alone anyone else's? At that moment, Jake's eyes met the woman's. Neither looked away. Her pensive expression softened. She smiled and blushed, and he smiled back. You know what I mean? 
Jake? Jake? I, I swear we didn't drop acid before we came here. But, uh, yeah. Well, flashbacks are always bad. <laughs> um, I have one other thing, if you want to... Oh, yes. If you could patient for it. Okay. This is, this is barely a story. Um, my God, it's barely a story. This is called The Movie Marquee. And if you're, if you're sort of my age or around there, which is unmentionable, you'll recognize the tone of some of these titles that you would see on movie marquees um, through the Midwest. The marquee said, Beyond the Zero Panic, Attack of the Destination Eaters, The Other Thing from Another Thing, The Invasion of the, the Hell, the From the Preposition Beast, The Article Beast. The movie marquee said, Hell for the Space Beyond, The Man, The Crab, The Planet XX, The 20,000 Conquested Spaces, The Beyond the Night of the Blood Fusion, The Man Who Saw the The, The Beyond the Time Eater, The Brain Eater Noids. The Attack of the Space War Satellite Wartime, The Incredible, the Incredible, the Astounding, the Saucer, the Lost. The Marquis said, Astro Zombie Beach, the Horror of the Faustus Beach, the Black Wax Museum's Sunday Day of the Night Demons, the Terror of the Astounding Barrier, I Was a Teenage Versus, I Walked with a Leech, the Battle of the Scream, the Scream of the The, the Flesh of the Unknown, the Pit and the mask, the melting magnetic, the day the earth teenaged, the feast of hands. The Marquis said, the Orlac evil, the petrified thee, the last first, the first last lust, the menace lust, the killer death, the village of the flame bride, the son of the planet of, the hideous, the unbelievable. The Marquis said, the terror of thee thee, the creeping voyage to beyond the time barrier bride, the of the bloodlust horror, the of the beast from beyond the Marquis of dreams, the island of the X-Shriek, the Dr. Mabuza she-devil hell, the nightmare of the lost dark carnival man, the man who could do thee the X, the pagan X-lust, the vampire thee, the she thee, the scream of the thee, the haunted, the dark, the other thee, the house on the 4D Astro Beach, the last bloodlust party, the attack of the puppet curse, the parallel monster, the incredible melting wax, the forbidden vapor mushroom people, the last moon bride of lust, the bride of the atomic high, the hideous hypnotic hand beyond the eater barrier, the demon brain of the Black Sunday Museum. The Marquis said, the terror of unbelievable horrors, vampire eater, ghost haunted, son of teenage brides from outer lust, petrified leech lust, brain from the planet terror, zombie vapor man. The Marquis said, thee, 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 thee. Thank you. <laughs>
Oh, man. I bet you don't have any fun writing that stuff. Oh, yeah, it's lots of fun. And, and, <laughs> and, and for, um, Forbidden Shones is not always this weird. You know, it can, there, there, there are a lot of things that are nice in it. So please listen. Third, fourth, fifth Friday. Yes. 89.9 FM, 11 p.m. Where else can people find you on the web? I mean, just, and by the way, just to know, Greg is spelled G-R-E-G-G, and it's Willard, it's actually Willard, sort of mm -hmm. W-I-L-L-I-A-R-D, mm -hmm. for those in the listening audience. Greg Willard. Willard. I, I've been constructing or, or thinking about constructing a website for about eight years. Um, so I don't have any one place, but if you type in my name, a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, some really interesting things that came up. Uh, well, Wisconsin Book Festival, how was that? You did that this year? Yeah, yeah. We did, um, I did a Wisconsin Book Festival reading with, um, with the members of, um, the name escapes me. Um, I've heard Mind's of Mind's Eye Radio. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's, um, that's an interesting Which is uh, on the first Friday. Uh, at 11 and it's that's a collaborative group um, of writers and song people music people and uh, so we did a performance with that and that was fun that was good yeah and you'll find your artwork if you again if you google your name if google mm -hmm. greg willard come up with a, the diagram was interesting thing we found the artwork <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, my uh, my buddy eric in the audience uh, he and i collaborated on cool um, an exhibit a few years ago called Machines and the Ghost, and we constructed these imaginary machines with technical diagrams that um, really give you a headache if oh, you're it's, looking at them It's too cool. Much. I mean, it's really... Um, did you... I think I saw something in the window of, another, of an art gallery down by um, Spruce Tree Music here. There's something in the window there. Um, could be. Could be. Could I'm not be. sure. I don't know. I've, I've done stuff all over the place. It's really interesting. Uh, when the stunt woman, the secret stunt woman, uh, uh, well, it, it begs the question, too, art or literature first for you? Do, were you a writer first or an artist? Or did I don't know. It kind of hand? goes back and forth. Okay. You know, I mean, cool. some of these started as a series of drawing. Well, actually, it's um, um, a number of black and white impasto oil paintings in the, yeah. in the early 90s that I just kind of abandoned and then kind of stumbled on um, around 2005 and thought, oh man, these, are, these would be fun to draw. And then I did them for, you know, three or four years and stopped and then more recently I've started to do, do them again. And, and then I thought, maybe I can write about her. I've never found the right uh, voice for writing about her, and I'm still looking, but, but this is as close as I've gotten. Okay, you know? but that was my question really, because I mean, I'm sure it probably happens both ways, but have you written stories that then prompted uh, drawings? Uh, yeah. Paintings? I suppose it goes back and forth? Yeah, just goes back and forth. Um, yeah. A lot of my print stories are, have illustrations that I do, and that, maybe that's the reason why they take them, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't hurt, and, um, um, uh, I'm sorry? Etsy. Etsy. Yeah, that's right. I have um, stunt women for sale on Etsy. Oh, uh, Etsy. If you're, awesome. If you're interested. Is that, how do you spell that? E-T-S-Y. It's an online store. Okay. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, is it literature in general and fiction in particular and science fiction or fantasy that is your thing? Um, oh. Yeah, what about nonfiction? 
I had two questions. Um, I do. I have written some nonfiction uh, essays, um, and um, I I like writers that that are often uh, described as science fictional fantasy influenced, but not necessarily of that genre comfortably. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You know that that the kind of straddle genres between psychological suspense and and uh, uh, surreal nightmare and political satire and science fiction and fantasy. I mean, things that are all over the map. Yeah. Maybe maybe a writer like Jonathan Lethem is, is kind of, I kind of relate to yeah. that way. Well, it's interesting that sort of in the height of uh, the Iraq war before things were coming down, I noticed you were... Um, you were really digging in fearlessly to this very psychological military drama. Oh yeah, that was pretty heavy actually. And I thought, yeah. well, it took some guts. Did you get ever get phone calls? It's like, hey man, <laughs> seriously. I mean, some of it was sort of like, I would think was, was striking a nerve with some people because it was. Yeah, still, it didn't you didn't pull any punches? I did. I mean, I did get responses from this um, serialized novel that I wrote. Um, oh gosh, about six years ago. But I've been revising and trying to make publishable and in the process reading it on the air and um, I just recently finished reading it and it a lot of it really hurt I mean remembering um, the the feelings in the midst of the Iraq war and um, Guantanamo a lot of it was about that and and a uh, government program for using Guantanamo prisoners as um, experimental subjects for, well, mind control, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was supposed to be sort of darkly funny, but um, some of it is really hard to read now, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I, I thought the, uh, <clears throat> getting inside the psyche, I mean, you, you felt, I felt like I was sort of losing my mind sometimes listening Great. to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I do now! No, I, uh, but you, you would... Uh, uh, I love some of these long descriptions that keep uh, you keep riffing back to a long descriptor, you know, that could be like 10 words long, and they get longer. But after you hear them a bunch of times, you kind of take it in and you go... You, it sort of paints an image because mm -hmm. it is this long string, string of things, but it becomes something. Yeah, and it's it's very musical. I th I love this 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 concept. It's it's just like, it's an you know, the rhythm of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, where you're adding uh, using that element. It's a great editing tool. I mean, I think most writers at some point read their work aloud, at least to themselves, and um, so I'm really getting a lot from reading stuff on yeah. the air. You know, it always um, triggers all kinds of editing and rearranging. Well, the ri the rhythm of what you're doing, it's really. Um, it's it's almost hip. It's almost rap, rap, really. What mm. you're doing. I mean, the, the rhythm, the hypnotic rhythm that and it's jazz building, too. and it's jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love bebop, um, and um, that I actually have tried to write some bebop type music that's pretty awful. <laughs> um, but but I love that. That's a, that was a real formative influence also yeah. when I was young. The television in the late 50s, 60s, their, their conception of with it music before, you know, Haight-Ashbury and stuff was yeah. sort of like late bebop. And um, so I thought that's what everybody did, like in the cities, you know, 
these these noir mysteries with boom 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 boom. Yeah. You know, oh, it's great. Did were graphic novels were were comic books part of your upbringing? Was oh that, my God! I mean, I wanted to oh. <laughs> mention graphic novels because I mean, this was yeah, basically what um, these are. There there weren't any graphic novels uh, per se, but I mean, when I was growing up. I had a lot of trouble learning to read, and I think comic books were absolutely essential for um, for getting a handle on words. Yeah. And and I'm sure words and pictures are, you know, knit together in my subconscious in all yeah. kinds of weird ways. Yeah. I love the way with graphic novels in particular that you can do. Uh, uh, it's just, you don't have to read things in a particular order sometimes mm. the way it's set up and some of your art I've noticed that like mm -hmm. the diagram for instance mm -hmm. you know you can take it in and pieces and chunks and it might make sense differently if you look at it in a different order yeah. perhaps or something yeah. yeah it's amazing I mean the the thing I was talking about with the stunt woman of uh, a picture being worth uh, a thousand words that cliche you know it um, uh you can show something moving and you can um, stay in that for as long as you want. It becomes beyond static. It's sort of like somebody doing capoeira and at the same time Zen meditation or something. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, movement becomes a deep stillness. You know, that I really like that a lot. Speaking of that, would you mind, I noticed that with our rubber band power CD player that we <laughs> provided you with tonight. Do you have another, another sample of your uh, recorded music? I do. Music um, that we could listen to and actually do that, just kind of zone out for just like zone out. a couple yeah. minutes here and just kind of let, let folks um, hear a bit of this. I, I'm, I'm very chaotic about making these music pieces, so they're strewn over hundreds of CDs and, and labels that or names that I don't remember the music to, so that some of the, some of the same pieces have different titles. Um, it's really yeah. a mess. Is that locked or what the? No, we're examining no. this piece of technology here. There's There's like, <laughs> yes. do it. What is it? Frank, it's a, it's a, one of the portable CD players. I, People don't use these anymore. I think they a, have oh, you know, MP somethings. No. Oh, they don't open. Oh, yes, of course. Here is the open thing. Ah, yeah, there we go. I was going to say, is. it's sort of like an oyster. We can get you a fork, <laughs> yeah. a knife, just pry it open. An energy wafer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> That'd be a good band name, too, by the way. Energy wafer. I'm going to write that down. So imagine tuning in to WRT at 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night. You're driving down I-94. This, um, I always see uh, beatnik women um, in leotards, sort of, you know, with this. Um, I see, Marilyn Monroe. It's cool, man. I see it's Captain cool. Kirk. You see Captain Kirk? Captain Kirk. Yeah, 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 he's in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Spock is the one just standing there with yeah. one eyebrow raised. Right, right. Yeah. So do you know what planet they've arrived on? <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> um, or the movies of Roger Corman 
adapted from pieces of Russian or um, German science fiction films that American International Pictures purchased cheaply and then uh, extracted random seeming um, segments from, mixed in with new footage of actors like uh, Dennis Hopper when he was young, or um, Basil Rathbone when he was very old, um, with titles like Voyage to a Prehistoric Planet, or, um, ah, Queen of Blood. <laughs> and that movie, especially Queen of Blood, I have, I have extracted so many sound bits from that. Um, there's something endlessly fascinating about that movie. It's really bad. <laughs> but, um, Queen of Blood. Who, but who, who is Queen of that? Blood? Queen of Blood. Queen of Blood. There is a, an incredible um, alien in this movie. Let me see if I can show you something that might help you. Oh, let's go forward. Greg is pulling up graphics Whoop. right now on the screen. Um, I like, this is all, this is all part of it too, I think, seeing the... Yeah, this is... <laughs> Come on, man. I do watch the odd TV show, but this is so much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, this is my, uh, my ultimate nightmare of, um, of, of a performance where <laughs> I get messed up with the stuff and you end up looking at a screen off my computer. Yeah. It sounds like a really bad dream. You know, you, know, you still got your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, now, normally, I would just call up Eric in the middle of the night and say, Eric, help me! <laughs> but I think if I go to slideshow and I go to the beginning... That should be okay. Okay. Um, so. And if you ever get the, the opportunity to go to a public radio station at night and see uh, one of the DJs kind of doing their thing and riffing, it's really fun. It's really oh, neat. Yeah. We enjoy doing the show when we can, putting it oh. on the air. But uh, that, you bad. see, even that's interesting. Well, I had, a, I had an image that, um, that showed the vampire um, queen of blood. She had a um, hairdo like a, a giant blonde beehive, oh. you know, and these kind of smoky eyes. It was really haunting. Well, you gotta be there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, after talking about art and literature and music, like that's, that's it, that's the three big things, I guess, in terms of the arts world. I mean... Art, literature, art, and literature. queens of blood. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it, it makes you look at things deeper, like now on the projection screen you were looking at things, and now in small print at the top it says, end of slideshow, 
click to exit. <laughs> That's deep, man. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did you ever do beat poetry? Did you ever do, like, um, I don't know, in the, in the classic coffee house kind of thing where people yeah. slam poetry? Oh, that yeah. Kind of I'd, I'd I love... Um, I love things like poetry. I'm not sure if they're poetry exactly, but yeah, things that are more just pieces of language and sound. Yeah, yeah, sure. If people are interested, if young writers perhaps are interested in um, pursuing, what, do you have some advice for artists, um, writers? I mean, that's a huge question, I know. It's a huge question. <laughs> Different for everybody, but... Um, you know, I, I heard this story once that um, Winston Churchill, at the end of his career, um, when he was really, you know, really in bad shape, burned out drinking a lot, he was, he was speaking at some boys' academy, boys' school in England, and they asked him, um, you know, Mr. Churchill, Prime Minister, what, uh, what, do, you, what do you say for our, our generation, for our class? And he just he he stood at the podium apparently, and and his his face was like um, this livid, you know, red beefsteak kind of, you know. And he pounded and he said, "Never give up, never, never <laughs> give up, never." And I and I was thinking, God, what bad advice for him, you know? Um, but I but that would be my advice: just don't don't stop, you know. I mean. If it's if what you're doing is really bad, then you know, so what? I mean, don't stop, don't give up. That's horrible advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, my dad has never that. give up. My dad has that cartoon right on the front door of his dark room. <laughs> back when he used to do large format black and white photography, ah, because it's such what? a pain in the, yeah, in the brain. Yeah. He also had the saying on the door of the, of the dark room. It said, don't let the door open it. Let all the dark leaks out. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's cool. We're talking, we've been talking this hour with Mr. Greg Willard. G-R-E-G-G-W-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. Greg Willard, who is the host of Fiction Jones. On Did we determine the first and third Fridays? Uh, the third, fourth, and fifth Three, four, five. When there is a fifth one, sometimes yes. there isn't, and I still am broadcasting. <laughs> and on leap year, it's on seven times. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's but right. If you're in if if you're in uh, Madison, listening area on WRT Friday evenings at eleven at eleven a, eleven p.m. Mm -hmm. Friday nights at eleven a.m. Eleven p.m. <laughs> Friday nights. WRT eighty nine point nine FM. Mr. Greg Wellard. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And you can catch all of our uh, podcasts at madtoastlive.com. If you're in the Madison area, you can tune in at noon on weekdays and hear us at localsounds.fm on the web. And Friday nights, we are on WRT 89.9 FM in Madison. That's right. We'd like to thank Andy LaVallee from Bear Sound, our technical producer. We'd like to thank Adam Baronic, our audio intern and front of house guy. We'd like to th thank the Brink Lounge, where we do this crazy thing, and WRIT, again, 89.9 FM. Thanks for listening.